Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Denver Broncos just handed over an absolute fortune to Russell Wilson, and they're going to live to regret it. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Want you to be a part of the program on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your take, did the Broncos make a mistake by handing a 200 $145 million extension with 165 guaranteed to Russell Wilson on top of the $50 million he already has coming to him the next two seasons. That is what happened this morning, Amber Wilson. And as much as Russell Wilson is a terrific player, he is 34 years old or about to be. And that means that his extension will not kick in until he is about to be 36 years old. He has not shown signs of slowing down, but at the same time, did get a little bit banged up this past year. As much as it could be a freak injury, maybe it's a sign of some things to come. The Broncos with everybody else, Amber, in this conference, every other special young quarterback, they could have waited a year to make sure that they had the goods with Russell Wilson. I don't think they could have. I think that this was part what of the would have happened? when they traded. Well, the, I think this was part of the conversation when they traded for Russell Wilson. And we knew whoever traded for Russell Wilson was going to try to lock him up for the long run. But I also think that this is part of your negotiation process with your quarterback saying, hey, we believe in you. We believe in you for the future. At this point, what's the point of waiting, frankly? Like Russell Wilson's camp, Carlin, is not going to let them Wait, Wilson's camp wants well, this done. What's he going to do, Amber? Not now. show up? I mean, he just showed up. He has been a great spokesman out front for the Broncos already. And if they say, "Listen, let's let's talk at the end of this year," what are they going to do? Are they well, going to walk? But no, he probably wouldn't walk. But maybe he says, "I don't know. Maybe maybe my future isn't in Denver the long term." Or and by the way, that would be devastating because you gave up so many draft picks for me and players. Or he could say, eh, "Price just went up," and I think that's really the concern here. Is Let's go ahead and lock him in right now if he's willing to agree to a guaranteed money that looks a lot like Kyle Murray's than it does Deshaun Watson's instead of waiting for more contract extensions like the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts of the world. The salary cap keeps coming up, keeps going up. We keep waiting to see where this quarterback market is going to go. And I think if you're the Denver Broncos, you don't take any chances. You just go ahead, lock it in, get it done at this price point today because so far waiting, and you can see it with the Ravens, hasn't been a good strategy on these teams' parts. But there's so much of a difference between what's going on with the Ravens and what's going on with the Broncos. Look, I get that we have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady playing into their 40s. Not everybody can do this. Russell Wilson has said he wants to play until he's 45. That's great. You might be able to do that, Russell. But when we know what the style has always been, which is a lot of running, nobody's ever been better at, at, at not taking hits than Russell Wilson. I, I think it's a mistake for the Broncos to put all of those resources into Wilson immediately when they just could have waited a little bit more time. Now, that aside, considering his age, that aside, the, the effect that this now has on the league and with the contracts that are coming, 
coming up with what the Ravens are doing with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert next year. Amber, this is fascinating to me because this is still going to be a standoff. If I'm Lamar Jackson, nothing has changed between yesterday and today. I want 231 guaranteed or I am not signing. And... I I never thought I'd say this. His best course of action now, especially after this contract, helps drive the point home for the owners. Maybe it is to just take a little vacation before the start of the season. He has seemed totally unwilling to play that hand. I know, but did this, you know, maybe inch him a little bit more in that direction to try to get something down? Because this would uh, this would absolutely, I think, uh, drive the owners to, to stand their ground. I don't disagree that if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not stepping on that field without a deal in place. But frankly, if I was Lamar Jackson, I probably would have had a deal in place a year ago. I mean, him... Testing the waters up to this point is frankly unheard of. Going into a final year on a rookie deal at that position, that caliber of player with an MVP on his resume, I mean, it's completely absurd when we really step back and think about it. But it's also aided him. He's done the right thing because the market continues to go up, which is my point with the Broncos here going ahead and paying Russ now because who knows where this thing is going to keep going as the salary cap keeps going up. I don't know if things are going to get cheaper. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, though, you keep emphatically saying, saying, hey, that Watson contract was an outlier. The whole problem here appears to be guaranteeing an entire contract. And from the NFL owner perspective, Carlin, you can't understand in that sport and the way that quarterback plays, you would be apprehensive. But frankly, the way any quarterback plays or any position on the field plays, you're apprehensive in that sport about guaranteeing contracts fully. And this is really what it comes down to. I would imagine the Ravens would say, hey, sure, if you want a huge per annual or a monster overall contract, but it's the guarantee that is probably holding up this deal. And the NFL owners probably don't want to find themselves in a position where guaranteeing the entire contract becomes the norm in that sport. Will Russell Wilson be, or rather, will Lamar Jackson, as a result of the Russell Wilson contract, be a Raven when the extension kicks in? I am getting further and further away from that with how the Ravens have handled this. And what does it take, Amber? One team. It only takes one. And Jimmy Haslam has proved it. To make a stupid move out of desperation, Jimmy Haslam has been that guy. And you know there will be another team. Another team that has been living in quarterback hell. Another team that has not been able to develop somebody. Another team that is willing to step up and hand a ridiculous amount of money to Lamar Jackson to be their guy. They will absolutely be there. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at progressivecommercial.com so much more to get to including a harrowing experience last evening for amber wilson which leads to a much larger question about her lifestyle with her family that we have to get into that is just moments away but also up next what a special night last night in Flushing Meadows. Serena Williams continuing on the run at the U.S. Open. Can she make a realistic push to win it before she retires? We'll answer that next. 
with one of the great names in the sport on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Are you surprising yourself with your level at the moment? I'm just Serena, you know, so. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just looking at it as a bonus. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to win. And um, I have absolutely nothing to lose. And honestly, I never get to play like this since 98, really. Um, Literally, I've had an X on my back since 99. So it's kind of fun, and I I really enjoy just coming out and enjoying it. And it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. Awesome night last night at the U.S. Open. Serena Williams winning her second round match against the number two player in the world. And going to continue this run. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. For more, we welcome in Patrick McEnroe, ESPN Tennis Analyst, the best that there is. Patrick, it's Chris and Amber. We appreciate it as always. So, just as somebody that has appreciated her entire career, what did you see from her last night? Well, Chris, Amber, great to talk to you, and thanks for having me on. Uh, It was remarkable. The, The atmosphere was absolutely electric at Arthur Ashe Stadium, Chris and Amber. And I, you know, I've been lucky enough over the years to have seen pretty much all the big matches that have been played in that stadium. Sampras, Agassi, go back to those years. Venus and Serena when they played in the final, when Serena was dominating women's tennis. Djokovic, Nadal, Djokovic, Federer. I've never, ever heard the type of noise that we heard last night uh, inside that stadium. You know, it's something about... Seeing someone who's an all-time great 
seen her somewhat vulnerable coming into the very vulnerable coming into the tournament, a little edgy in that first round match that she had a couple of nights ago. And you're sort of watching the beginning of that. You're like, "Uh oh, is this is this going to be a Muhammad Ali type moment at the end of his career? And then to watch her sort of slowly in the first match kind of pull it together. And then last night, as you said, Chris, playing against the number two ranked player on the planet at the moment. Talk about turning back the clock, especially in that third set after she dropped the second set. I could sense everyone thinking, okay, it's been a nice little run, but Serena's going to run out of gas here probably. And then she plays the best single set I've seen her play in a long, long time to win it 6-2. Some vintage stuff on the serve unbelievable returning and I think most importantly for Serena when you start to look at the rest of the tournament is that her movement started to look really good so what started out as a coronation party at the beginning of the week is turning into something that's like hmm maybe she could actually pull this off yeah, that's certainly the hope of the crowd and certainly the belief, I think, that we're all starting to buy into. And you mentioned that she moved a lot better, Patrick, last night than she did in round one. What do you attribute that to and how important is that moving forward for her? Well, a great NBA coach, I remember hearing his words, Rick Carlisle once said, never underestimate greatness. Mm. OK, so Serena is the greatest. Um, and so they, these, these, these special ones have a little something in them that most of us mere mortals can't relate to. So that's number one. Number two, though, I got to give credit to my fellow ESPN analyst, Renee Stubbs, who's been helping Serena uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. And she told Serena last week during the practice week that she had to play more practice sets, that she had to get other top players across the net from her and actually practice playing matches, which she normally hasn't done throughout her career because she's been so dominant. You know, she could just go out there and sort of do a light shoot around. Well, the light shoot around turned into a full scrimmage for an entire week. And I think that really helped Serena get the rust out, get used to playing in a more competitive situation. Because remember, she didn't literally didn't play a match for a, a year. And then she went back and played in Wimbledon this year uh, and didn't look particularly good in that match, nor did she look great in a couple tournaments this summer. Uh, but again, Serena is Serena, as she said in that amazing soundbite. So she found a way. She did the work. She got herself to where the movement starting to come back. And you know what the biggest thing is, Amber? The biggest thing is Serena's starting to get the confidence. Like you just said, we're all starting to think this is possible. Well, Serena's starting to think that this is possible, and that's the X factor. That's the difference maker. Patrick McEnroe, ESPN tennis analyst, joining us. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Patrick, I know she wanted to do this with Venus to play doubles uh, together one last time. Is there any concern, even though you cover a lot less ground, that it will make it more difficult to recover and bounce back to play again tomorrow night with what this schedule is and how grueling it can be? Great question, and I think that has to be going through her mind at this point because of how well she played last night and also looking ahead at the draw, which is opening up. She's taken the seat, you know, the spot of the number two seed, so she's got a pretty good draw now where she can realistically start to think, wait a second, I could actually be playing in this thing late in week number two, meaning just a chance to play for the title. I think when she initially decided to play with Venus, 
it was obviously because the swan song was coming. This is going to be it. It'd be a great way to go out. If she loses in singles early, she can play with her big sister. Um, but now I think that takes on a different tack. Now saying that, um, she gets to play tonight double, so she'll you'll stay in her normal rhythm, do a late practice around 5, 6 o'clock, which is what she's been doing, get herself warm, go out and play. But I think the biggest thing, Chris and Amber, is the emotions that she's going to feel. And that, to me, is the worry. But the physical part, I'm not that worried about because she looked great and doubled, as you said. She doesn't need to cover as much of the court. You can, bounce, you can manage yourself a lot better on the doubles court. But I think it's the emotional side of it, going out there, dealing with the – you know, every time she leaves her hotel, she's got to deal with being Serena, you know, going out to the site. That's a lot of energy, a lot of emotional energy. So that would be the place that I would worry about it. Let's see how tonight goes in the doubles. Doubles. Uh, let's see how tomorrow night. And then I think if, if she happens to win both, then I think she starts. She starts to think about, hmm, maybe I'm better off just playing the singles. Let's hope for her sake and for the tournament's sake, it gets to that point because our ratings at ESPN hmm. are absolutely through the roof for tennis these first couple of days. The ticket sales are through the roof. The tournament was already going to do well leading into this year, and with what Serena's brought to the table, it's gone through the roof in, on so many levels. Yeah, the eyeballs that this doubles match is going to get tonight, I think, is going to be remarkable. She's so good for tennis in that way. Certainly, tennis will miss her if this is, in fact, her last ride here. Patrick, is it possible that obviously, you, I mean, you're, you're far more the expert than me. Is it crazy for me to say that maybe playing this doubles match tonight will actually help her physically? Because you had just mentioned that she needed to play more in practice against other tennis mm-hmm. players at this level so is it just that she hasn't played enough and so getting these reps in in any way she can actually might help her moving forward you know i think that's a that's a very um salient point and i would say that it could help her and i think when she was younger it did help her because you know instead of it was like my brother when he used to play singles and doubles in his prime he used to do that instead of practicing. You go out, play a match, and like you said, you're in a competitive situation. And the, and the two biggest shots for Serena Williams are the serve and the return. So those two shots are uh, exponentially more important on the doubles court. But I, I'm not so sure at this point. I mean, I hope that happens. Uh, but again, I'm a little more worried about the emotional side of it and what it's going to take. It just takes for her mentally just to go out to the site. You know, just to go out there, just to walk into the locker room. All the players want to see her. You know, there's photographers outside her hotel. So that in and of itself, it takes a lot of emotional energy. But I think on the, on the physical side, on the tennis side, I think it will, unless it turns into a marathon doubles match, which is unlikely, um, I think from a physical side, it probably could only help her. I think that's a really good point, Amber. Patrick, we got 20 seconds left. Can she win this tournament? You know, I would have said the no chance, Chris, before the tournament. No chance, based on what we've seen in the last six weeks. Now I'm going to say there's actually a chance. I mean, based on the way she played last night, uh, we can dream, she can dream. And as she put it on the court with Mary Jo Fernandez last night, I'm Serena. Awesome, Patrick. Terrific insight. We appreciate it, man. Enjoy the tournament. You got it. Thanks for having me. Patrick McEnroe, ESPN tennis analyst. To give you an idea... How about this, Amber? Caesar Sportsbook, right? The betting on Serena to win the tournament has gone from 50 to 1 before it started, 5 0, 
Then after she won her first round match, it was at 30 to 1. Now, after last night, it has been bet down all the way to 14 to 1. Wow. Amazing. Wow. People are jumping on board. Now, maybe I lay off a little bit because those numbers are not long enough for me. 50 to 1, you were sitting pretty. 50 to 1, I would have been all over it. You may have waited a little too long. Yeah, I think I did. But nonetheless, I mean, 14 to 1 is still not bad. And look, for me, last night, my favorite thing in sports is to see that person that is so far down the line uh, in their career toward the end be able to summon the greatness one more time. And to see that last night was special. And if she can put together a run, it is going to be a crazy, crazy week and a half in Flushing Meadows, to say the least. Unbelievable. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. While Serena was doing what she does best last night, Amber Wilson was probably questioning some life choices. We will explain what that means. And we will also tell you more about some of the surprises or maybe not so big surprises to come in the NFL. That is on the way as well. Greeny. The podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8 SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. One prominent player agent is speaking out about the Russell Wilson deal. Not good. Not good. Greeny is presented by eBay Motors. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Zach Hiller 
is an NFL agent who was named to uh, a Forbes 30 under 30 list. In other words, the top 30 people in sports under the age of 30, according to Forbes. And this tweet shows that he is, in fact, under 30 years old because it is lacking a complete understanding of what he is actually saying. He represents uh, Dalvin Cook, among others, uh, one or two other. Who, who else should we have on that list, Evan, that Josh Gordon, he also represented, who just got uh, cut loose, J.K. Dobbins from the Ravens as well. So Pro Football Talk put out the tweet the NFL wins big with Russell Wilson not getting a fully guaranteed contract. Amber, here's his response. Company guy, in reference to Russell Wilson, doing favors for the establishment to keep the rest of the men down. He'll get something behind the scenes for this. That- so he's suggesting that Russell Wilson is taking less guaranteed money to help the NFL because he's such a company guy wanting to help the owners, not a company guy wanting to help his own players association and the players. And by the way, his own bank account. Yeah. He'll I get have a something. hard time believing yeah. this because here's the reality, Carlin. We all like money, right? And I'm guessing Russell Wilson, even though he has a lot of it and so does his wife, I'm guessing he likes money. And what are you going to do if you're Russell Wilson? I guess what Zach Hiller is suggesting here is on the back end that there's some sort of benefit that we're not seeing in order to help hold all these contracts down. But I don't really know ultimately if it does that because Carlin, this ain't a 25 year old quarterback going out and being company guy, as the allegation suggests, this is a quarterback who's about to be 34 years old and is coming off of playing through a thumb injury and arguably a couple seasons where maybe we were seeing a slight decline in play. So he's not exactly the barometer. I would say like if it was Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert near and then we're talking fine but it's easy for a Lamar Jackson or a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert to walk into the front office and say hey by the way that dude's almost a decade older than me yeah here's a follow-up tweet after he was told that he was an idiot for tweeting it out for clarity though Russ isn't responsible for anyone but himself much respect hey you know what? That's <laughs> a disrespect, and then tags the agency who represents. I won't, yeah, us. because there is an implication here from agent to agent yes. that that other agent is not doing maybe the best for the players and for his own, his or her own client. And so this yeah. does a- feel a-, a little t- bit like agent. And agent. It wasn't even the other agent; he tagged his own agency. Oh, that was his own agent. Yeah, and here's what I would say: I'm not going to call Zach Heller a dumbass, but that was a move of a classic dumbass. To come out and tweet something like that, disparaging another player, saying he's keeping everybody else down and that he'll get some sort of punishment behind the scenes for it. Uh, you know what I'd say to Zach Keller? Who the hell are you? Is he, Zach, come is, he suggesting, is he suggesting a punishment behind the scenes or is he suggesting a benefit? I, I read the tweet as he's saying Russell Wilson agrees to this contract publicly and there's some sort of benefit that we won't know Oh, maybe about. it's that. Like maybe I read a, it wrong. Yeah, like they're doing Wilson a solid behind the scenes in some other way because he went maybe ahead so. and agreed to less guaranteed money in order to help out the NFL owners. That's how I'm reading the allegation. Yeah, I meant it. I, I thought it was something like he'll... 
he'll catch some heat behind the scenes for this. Could be either. Could be both. It could be frankly. both. It could be either. Uh, it seems like this Zach Hiller is going to catch some heat for this coming. I'm surprised it coming from an agent who represents other players to suggest yeah. That a player is kind of on the take, which yeah. is essentially what this suggests here. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Last night, uh, we had a group text going about the Serena match and how awesome it was. And it was myself, it was Amber, it was Evan Wilner, our producer, and, and Liam Chapman. And uh, Amber um, chimed in after we're talking about how great it is and said, well... I've got a bit of a problem right now. I'm uh, out on a boat, and the boat broke down. (laughs) Now, for those that do not follow Amber uh, on Instagram, your Instagram uh, address is Amber W Sports. Yes, at Amber W Sports. At Amber W Sports um, on Instagram, and I would say uh, that roughly. 72% of the time, Amber is on a boat. You might be undershooting it. I might be undershooting it. So last night, you went out for an evening ride with friends and and your husband, uh, correct? Is that right? Yes, correct. Yes, it didn't go well. We took the boat to dinner. Right. Well, we we took the boat to dinner. Right. So we, we parked at another place where they have boat parking for dinner. Of course. This is what we do here in Florida. Yeah. So often our mode of transportation is, in fact, a water vessel. Uh, that's part of Florida living, right? Any time of the year, by the way. It's lo- it's lovely. You should try it. Oh, it's you part should, of everybody's Florida living. So, well, so we're on the boat and we take it to dinner and things seem okay. And my husband did mention on our way to dinner, hey, the the gas gate, the gas looks kind of low and it's sloshing oh. around as we're as we're moving. So it wasn't a full good read. We didn't go far. The restaurant was not far from where we keep our boats. So we're thinking, okay, we'll chance it. We'll be fine. And we have a lovely dinner. No problems we're on our way back all of a sudden the engine stops and it's pitch black and we are not far from where our destination was but we are stranded and we are too far to swim to land (laughs) and there are no options here and a very quiet night for boating so there's no boat nobody's around nobody's around so we have to call Cito and they tell us an hour and a half and it's nine o'clock at night I have to call the babysitter for my son it's a whole thing so at this point I've been stranded in the ocean for like 45 minutes in the pitch black we're trying to make the best of it my phone's lighting up from our group text our show group text And of course, you guys are all talking about the greatness of Serena Williams. I can't see the greatness of Serena Williams because I'm broken down on a boat. But it's been a longstanding joke between me and Chris Carlin that I'm always on a boat. So I knew I had to share the information. Guys, you're not going to believe this. I'm missing Serena's match. I can't actually prepare for tomorrow's show right now because, in fact, I am stranded. I assume I will be back before the show tomorrow. We'll see. And I sent you guys a picture of me on a boat in the darkness. Yeah, I was expecting you to be doing the show from the boat this morning. So I have a few different questions. Uh, Number one, would you call this a boat? Would you call it a skiff? Would you call (laughs) it a yacht? Is this like a succession thing? What is it? I would call this a boat. I think this very squarely fits How big into is the, the boat? boat category. It's a 24-foot Cobia. A 24 feet console. is pretty big. 
It's not. I mean, that's not big. That's not big in the boating world. No, it's a nice it's, little boat. It's oh, in nice the boating boat. world, it's not that big. In the big. boating oh, okay. world, it's not yes. very big. I'm sorry. I don't know I'm not... yacht unless we're above like 55 feet. Then we can start talking. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I haven't spent a lot of time in the boating world. Uh, secondly, <laughs> did this have you rethinking the fact that you are spending a lot of your life on a boat? And maybe, just maybe, there is a little bit more to life over on terra firma. Well, first of all, there's nothing more to life than being on a boat. Uh, you should try it. It's excellent. Uh, second of all, no, it did not have me rethinking my lifestyle choices. It did have me rethinking maybe like my marriage choices. Since oh, this wow. was my husband who allowed us to run out of gas in the middle of the pitch black darkness. But uh, all was well. All is well that ends well, as they say. Do we need like... Maybe I tell you what, send a question to hashtag Dear Diana and she will answer this question on the show next week. I just you're throwing your husband under the bus. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he deserves it. Wow. That's amazing to me that you're willing to do that. It is. He forgot to he forgot to fill up the gas tank and then also realized quickly we didn't have our crazy flashlights with us. Like you're supposed to have the really strong flashlights. It's getting later and later. By the time we do get gas from Cito. It's like 11 p.m. at night. You can't see the channel markers going back. So you have to crawl back. It's a whole thing. I was using my iPhone flashlight to try to dock last night. Uh, it was a thing, Carlin. I, how, listen, I feel for you. That was That's a rough situation to be in. Waiting for Cito, I know how difficult it can be. It's like waiting on the New Jersey Turnpike to get some help with your car. It's exactly the same thing. <laughs> it is Chris Carlin and Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, it is time for the greenie kiss of death hashtag kod the kiss of death here is your kiss of death it is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook make every moment more amber we've got the full slate of college football this weekend we've got Pitt, west virginia the backyard brawl tonight on espn i've been looking at the heisman quite a bit lately we know that over the last 25 years, there has not been a defensive player to win the Heisman. The last to do it was Charles Woodson back in 1997. Amber, I am jumping on board Will Anderson of Alabama to win the Heisman. Why this year? Because there has been so much talk about him uh, this year as someone that should have gotten more attention last year. And if he stays healthy, he is going to be an absolute beast. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft next year at plus 3,000, 30 to 1. I know they don't do it often. I could see it happening this year. I just want to be clear here. We're talking about Will Anderson, the linebacker, right? Yes. For Alab- Not quarterback, not receiver, linebacker. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's where... I just can't buy in because although I do think that the Heisman should go to more positions far more often than it does, it is a quarterback's award that drives me crazy. Sure, every once in a while we get the Devon Day Smith throwing in there, but defensive guys definitely do not get enough love with this award and they absolutely should. That being said, they don't. It is a quarterback's award. So the fact that Will Anderson was in the conversation last year, but still finished fifth far outside of an actual trip to to New York, I just can't buy in that they're going to give him his due respect 
Although I do agree, he does deserve or will deserve the due respect coming off of this season. This college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS 3029. Yesterday we started doing this. Dan Graziano on ESPN.com wrote a uh, an interesting article that involved all 30 teams and said, don't be surprised if X happens with this team this year. Evan Wilner, our producer, started going through some of them. We're going to go through more of them with each team right now. Evan, the floor is yours with Dan Graziano's piece. Don't be surprised if it is available right now on ESPN.com. Check it out. Yeah, so don't be surprised if Wandale Robinson is the Giants' leading receiver, Chris. I will not be surprised if that is the case. And it speaks more to me about Kenny Galladay than anything else. It also speaks more to me than I'm not surprised that I don't trust Saquon Barkley to stay healthy. If Saquon Barkley is healthy, I think he'll be the Giants' leading receiver. But Amber... Ultimately, I'm not going to be shocked if that happens because I don't trust either one of those things to happen. Kenny Galladay has been a bust as a giant. I will be shocked if Wandale Robinson is their leading receiver. I think if he is, it, it won't speak well for the New York Giants. You mentioned Kenny Galladay. I would also throw Kadarius Tony into that yep. conversation. That another guy can't stay healthy, me. though. But yep. another guy who certainly does have uh, issues with health. If he is healthy, then that certainly complicates the touches there, I think, for Robinson. And you're talking about a Wandale Robinson who's only 5'9". He, he might I mean, he's he's graded, obviously, well, coming out of this draft, a second rounder in a loaded receiver draft. I just would be surprised. I think it will end up. I think Galladay may show us more about being able to separate from defenders than we expect. Robinson caught over 100 last year at Kentucky. Next. Speaking of wide receivers, Chris, Chase Claypool will be the breakout star at wide receivers for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I will be surprised if that's the case. I like Chase Claypool. He's kind of, I don't know if I can call him a big on breakout, but the, the breakout for the Steelers is going to be George Pickens, if there is one. Uh, the, you know, the, the draft pick this year from Tennessee, George Pickens is, uh, or from Georgia, rather, uh, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent who has shown flashes already. Those are the early indications out of Steelers camp. I mean, Chase Claypool has those physical gifts. It's possible if they use him in the slot, they can use him all over the field. I just don't know who's going to be throwing him the football. I think George Pickens makes more sense as a breakout because of all the hype surrounding Pickens. And obviously, Deontay Johnson's going to be the number one up there. I I don't know if it's going to be Trubisky opening the season, throwing whoever the football or not. But I I agree with Carlin. I think it's more likely Pickens is the breakout star. The Cowboys will... Add a wide receiver soon. Don't be surprised if the Cowboys add a wide receiver soon, Chris. I'm not going to be shocked. I mean, you know, Cavante Turbin obviously was big in the return game in the preseason. Uh, the USFL uh, MVP. Uh, I'm I'm not going to be shocked. Beyond C.D. Lamb, you know, Michael Gallup with his uh, injury issues, Jalen Tolbert, who they drafted. I, I'm I'm not going to be shocked. Uh, I won't be shocked either. I I wouldn't find that shocking. I guess maybe uh, we'd just find any moves that Jerry Jones makes outside of reliance on Ezekiel Elliott shocking and reliance on the running game shocking. But they do need to bring in another receiver. You mentioned Michael Gallup's injury issue there. And CeeDee Lamb will still be number one, but why not bring in another flyer? 
All right, I love this one. Don't be surprised if Matthew Stafford's elbow is an issue all season, Chris. I would absolutely say don't be surprised. Um, It's something that he dealt with last year, especially down the stretch of the season. Had surgery in the offseason. They're not calling it surgery. They're calling it more of a procedure. Uh, Amber, like the fact that that's not fixed from the offseason would really concern me. Yeah, he had stuff done in the offseason and nothing worked. And that was, by the way, the Rams telling us that, which is always strange when they want to be that kind of transparent with us. I would expect that it will, in fact, bother him for the entire season. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be prohibitive, though, of their success. Certainly wasn't last season. No, and it, it is, but it is the one thing right now that is keeping me from picking the Rams to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I'm very worried about that. Look, I think with Stafford at this point in his career, he's got a shot with all that talent, but he's got to be able to stay healthy. I don't know. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.